Clyde Design Board. What plaything can you offer me today? An obscure body of the SK system. The inhabitants refer to it as the planet Earth. How peaceful it looks. It must be annihilated. Send Rick and Daddy on war rocket Ajax. In 2013, Ming the Merciless, ruler of the known universe, declares the Earth to immediate termination. To accomplish this awesome decree, Rick and Danny are dispatched to the planet on War Rocket Ajax. The two encountered something they never thought they'd find, though. Movies. Stalled in their given task, Rick and Denny comb the movies of the Earth, sending reports of their greatness back to Mungo in what is now called the Hail Ming Power Hour. Everybody, welcome to a very special. It's a hell mean Christmas. It's a, it's a hell mean Christmas. It's a very hell mean Christmas. How about it's a that? Very, very hell mean Christmas. <laughs> so we just want to take some time. This is probably not going to be a full length episode, but we just wanted to take some time and talk about one of our favorite Christmas shows that we both enjoy pretty much any time of the year. But uh, oh, in case you don't know, I'm Rick. That's Danny. Over there. So, hey, Danny. I'm just getting used to the mirror image thing. So, you know, I, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> and we're happy to, to bring to you one of one of our favorite Christmas uh, uh, stories. One of our crazy, cra- cra- or one of our crave it Christmas, <laughs> our favorite Christmas specials, which when we mentioned to, uh, to, to Barry Lowe, you know, he, yeah. he immediately knew that otters were not for him. <laughs> Yeah, we're talking about the 1977 Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas. Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas. I mean, what's not to say about this gem of a movie? Yeah, I mean, it's it's Jim Henson, right? This is coming off the cusp of, you know, Danny and I are fortunate enough, and a lot of you that listen at our age, we obviously grew up with Sesame Street. I came in right at the beginning of Sesame Street. Which led to around this time period the announcement to the world of the fantastic The Muppet Show. The Muppet Show. I mean, what can you say about The Muppet Show, right? Oh, I mean, and, it's everything. It's yeah. everything. It's, it's a variety show. It had special guests. It had musical numbers. It had The Muppets. It was right. It was everything to all people. And this is a telling of a different story. Uh, from Jim Henson's company at that time that was on HBO nonstop back in the day. And I just, I absolutely love it. (laughs) Yeah, well, I mean, you're a huge Paul Williams fan, and he wrote all the music in it. 
Yeah. And that's the Muppets. I mean, what's not to like about the Muppets? And it's a full length feature. They yeah. they had I mean Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas is a is a is a a holiday special that I could go to anytime. It's and an American an adult, treasure. As an adult, <laughs> I've tried to force everybody I know to watch it. You know, sometimes people, you know, have an immediate reaction against it. But right. if I can convince somebody to sit down and watch it, they're gonna be a fan. The the name is not appealing, right? Because you're like, what? I mean, yeah. I, I have no idea. It, it, you didn't. You don't say it's a Muppets Christmas, and everybody goes, "Oh yeah, sure." But when you say Emmett Otter, well, they don't know who that is. Chud Band Christmas. What? But uh, this is a very very special show for me, particularly. And I mean, my family. I've I've raised Sierra to grow up watching it. I, I, we made Jade. <laughs> Jade is currently watching yeah. it every day, so it gets burned in her mind. They actually showed this in the theater, was it two or three years ago in Nashville, and we actually drove to Nashville to watch this on the big screen. I, you know, and and why wouldn't you? It's just it's such a fixture in in time. And one of the things you mentioned, you know, why wouldn't you call it a Muppet Christmas? Well, it, other than Kermit coming in to give it a little intro, right? It is not a Muppet. Christmas. No, I mean, th- they are Muppets because they are from Jim Henson's puppet shop, his his creature shop, but they're not the Muppets. And for that reason, Disney Plus doesn't carry it because they yeah. own the Muppets now. And and I watched it on Amazon Prime because yep. what I and noticed this morning is legally it's it's not a Muppet right. property. Well, even when they finally released it on DVD, it did not have kermit in there they took all the kermit parts out because they didn't have the rights to show that now ironically on amazon prime when you watch it it has the kermit opening on it so yeah that's uh that's pretty cool man and that's what i remembered too growing up when i first watched this is kermit riding his bicycle right (laughs) (laughs) and and kind of crashing into the the road sign there and he's kind of your narrator of setting up the story of of what you're about to see and you get to see the nightmare band pull up and steal his scarf. <laughs> you know, and the whole bicycle thing, I was, I was watching it this morning and I was watching the ice skaters, you know, skating yeah. on the ice. And it made me think of the great Muppet caper, which is my favorite Muppet movie. Yeah. And, and that whole bicycle scene, mm-hmm. I'm sure somebody will get on and tell me how they did that, but watching it, I have no idea how they do that effect. It looks so good. And it's just, they're on bikes. Their legs yeah. are pumping and their and their mouths are moving because they're still puppets. But how does it work? Yeah. I mean, there's no magnets. They're on regular streets. It's not like like Emmett Otter where they have a magnet under the table and it's a big table set that they built. I, I don't know how they did it. Well, and, there's there's things in this movie, too, that when you're watching it, I'm, I'm sitting there going, wait a minute. How are they pulling this off? Because the boat is out in the water. Yeah. <laughs> the males are moving. How do you, how do you build this to where a boat is going downstream, and you're able to operate this and it be out in the water? I, I, there's still things in this one that blows my mind. This is like I said, 1977. You didn't have much like uh, man, animatronics and stuff. I mean, you had some, and I think some of it is animatronics, but for the most part, yeah. I still don't know how they pulled some of this stuff off. Well, they they use the uh, well. It seems like we're getting into the movie. <laughs> so before we we jump right in because because we're apparently super excited about it which I know I am. Um is there any other any other boxes to be checked? 
Not that know, I know of. <laughs> we don't have sponsors anymore. They they gave up on us. And yeah. nobody can give a proper synopsis of this. It may be Frank Oz and he was busy. Um, yeah. So, so you know, we're just going to jump right into it. And I'll just go ahead and ask you then. Yeah. Rick, what is your top reason to watch Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas? Wendell. <laughs> I love Wendell, man. Wendell is great. He says what everybody's thinking. <laughs> I wish we had one. <laughs> Do they have mashed potatoes? <laughs> I mean, he's a porcupine. He's got the, the quills coming out of his coat. <laughs> <laughs> he's out yeah. there fishing. And he pulls the boat up. Hey, Emmett, look what I got. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. He's he's awesome. And he, yeah. Yeah, similarly. <laughs> so I, I you, like all of them. Yeah, I mean, you get you get a a, a huge cast here, right? I mean, because you got, you know, you got Emmett Otter, who it's based off, and you got his mom. And I'm going to talk a little bit about that relationship later on. But you get all of his buddies, Wally and, <laughs> and Wendell, I mean, the whole bunch that make up the Jug Band. Then you get our bad guys, which is the River Bottom Nightmare Band, which are just as likable. I mean, they are such a reason to watch this. They're rock stars, man. Uh, you know, and it's it, the movie just kind of comes out of left field, but it seems like 1930s, 1940s time set. Time set. But when 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 the maybe, maybe the Nightmare Band was just ahead of their time because they put on a heck of a show. They do put on. Well, I mean, it, it, it's a it's an award winning show. <laughs> That's right. They go on back to River Bottom with, uh, you know, with fifty dollars in their pocket. <laughs> uh, all right, I, I'm, I'm rambling, but go ahead, man. I figured this would be real loose, so. No, yeah, absolutely, it is. I mean, well, everything's worth watching, so it's a little hard to pin it all down. Uh, yeah, similarly, I, I, I was gonna have to say that that Stanley the Weasel. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's I mean, his voice. <laughs> and Show me, Chuck. And his dick. <laughs> Go, he's, his neck is always going like this. You know, he, he's like... He's, he's no doubt a sock puppet, right? They just push yeah. the sock into the mouth and he's, you know... But he's got, he's that got cool, no eyes. No. He's got like a little hat over his eyes. I, I, I love Stanley Weasel. He's wearing like bell bottoms, you know, bass he's player. Like, <laughs> he's, like their, he's like their lead singer, although he and, he and, um, 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 uh, he and Chuck... Yeah, kind of go back and forth. Chuck just gets the <laughs> gets the iconic line, you know, where he says their name. <laughs> and then you got a fish in the back. Doesn't play anything. He's underwater, not singing. He just spits water at people. Oh yeah, and even in their car when they're driving around town, the back seat <laughs> is closed it's, off and it's just full of water, so he can float around in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That yeah, was he Popeye Popeye catfish. <laughs> you got a snake playing guitar. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, I like how how his neck, how his body goes around the the fret, and then yeah. his then his ta tails pluck in the chords. You know, yeah. <laughs> I mean, only only Jim Henson and his and his shop could come up with all this stuff, and that's what makes it so great. It's not just the tale of the Magi. It's not just a great Christmas story. Or even a story about really likable characters overcoming odds. It's also super creative, and all yeah. the characters in it are fun to watch. Yep. You know they're they're all interesting, and and the the way that they're presented is just it's just awesome. And, and the other thing too is again, this is a Christmas special, 
But, I mean, realistically, it, it doesn't end like you think it should end. <laughs> and that was the other thing that always threw me about this, is you expect, oh, it's Christmas time, happy ending, which, I mean, it does end up kind of happy. But, you know, they get robbed, man. They get robbed. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I might get... I might get, get uh, tarred and feathered for this one, but I'm not sure how the gift of the Magi really ends. I don't, I think it's also like that where <laughs> the characters sacrifice something of each other's without telling them. And then they end up having to right. deal with the fact that it didn't pan out the way they thought it would. Yeah. And you know, they're likable characters, but they're flawed. I, I love the fact that, that Emmett's dad was a snake oil salesman. Yeah. yeah. You know, in this, in this setting, it just sounds like it might just be, I think he says something like, well, nobody wants to oil their snake nowadays. You know, it's like, <laughs> it's, it's oil for a snake, not oil from a snake. Well, how does this even, but, but it's snake oil. And, you know, he, he was just a grifter. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the thing about this too is, and this is the reason I wanted to talk about it too, is how it's so relatable to me. And I didn't even know it growing up. But watching it again the other night, it just made me realize that they don't know. Well, they do know that they're poor, but it doesn't mean anything, right? It's just right. the way they live. They don't think they're any more poor than anybody that they're associated with. So they're comfortable with it. So they don't know that being poor is a bad thing or, or a hard thing. And, yeah, unfortunately, the dad wasn't very successful at anything. I mean, and he passed on, so it's just Emmett and his mom. And, you know, that, that kind of hits home for me because when this came out, well, in 1979, my folks split, and it was me and my mom. And for a few years there, it was pretty rough, and we moved around a lot, lived in some rough situations. But as a kid growing up, I didn't know that we were living in hard, in hard times. I mean, you know, I, I I didn't realize that things were difficult for my mom. Uh, looking back now, I see it. But that's really what makes this, makes this relatable because I kind of missed that time of not knowing the divisions between, you know, being popular or being wealthy and not being wealthy. You had each other and you had your family and that's all that mattered. Right. And you were comfortable with that. Well, they're they wealthy in love, right? I mean, they yeah they, they didn't need a lot of things to distract them from life because life was good. Yeah. It, they You know, things might have been, they had to stretch food and they had to, to stretch their clothes and patch their, yeah, it's, um, it's true though, that when, when you're, when you're in a good family, it doesn't necessarily matter if you're not wealthy. Yeah. And, and so, I mean, that, that's the thing about it to me is it's really relatable. I mean, they hinge everything in the story off of the way that, that Emmett's mom can make a living is by washing clothes, hemming dresses, things like this. And there's the whole reference of there's no hole in the washtub. So as long as they've got the washtub and they can wash clothes, then they've got a chance to, to do for themselves. And everything hinges on... Emmett joining this jug band to win $50, which $50 is a lot, you know, in this case. But in order to do so, he has to take the wash tub and put a hole in it. So well, isn't it that he wants, uh, she, she wants the money to get him that guitar. Right. And right. he wants the money to get her piano. Yes. Yeah. 
I, I mean, so, so you know, they're trying to win this money for each other the whole time, never communicating that they're going to, yeah. You know, he, she's going to sell his tool chest to, to get a nice yeah. dress and, and yeah. he's going to put that hole in the wash tub. The whole song about not doing that. That's right. Yeah. Ain't no hole in the wash tub. So, and I will say this show is very songy. Uh, so normally that would make me go, but for some reason it just works in this one, man. Because they're Paul Williams songs. They're Paul Williams songs. That's all that matters. And uh, man, they put together this hot jug band. You get uh, one of them builds a cigar box banjo or guitar. <laughs> right. right there's Windows the washboard. The, the washboard and the kazoo. <laughs> That's right. He, he's the double duty in that. He's got the kazoo and the washboard. And then you got window blowing the jug. And then you got Emmett, who has to put a hole in the wash tub and play wash tub bass. Which, you know, I, I was I was thinking about a wash tub bass. And what is it, like a broomstick? Mm -hmm. And then, like, the, the nail holds the string on the other side of the wash tub? Yep. So yep. the way that supposedly works is the vibrations goes through the, the wash tub and that gives yeah. you the sound, but it's literally just tightening and loosening the broomstick that tightens the string and loosens the string to make the sound. They, I seen Fred. I poor. seen Fred Sanford use one before. <laughs> they were poor, but they were wealthy in ways to to make household yeah. items and musical instruments. Absolutely. I mean, and what I, can't these 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 river dwelling varmints do? Yeah. That's, that's my question. Well, that's how you live, right? You you live by your means. You you figure out how to how to live off the land and all those things, right? And then uh, the opposite side is the river bottom band who comes by on <laughs> snow uh, snow skis and not snow I skis, love, but snow I love jets, their snowmobiles, so snowmobiles. <laughs> I love them so much. They're a little <laughs> they drive. They got sparks flying out the back. <laughs> Look at the birds up, up in, in the, the trees. trees. Yeah, man. Fantastic. Chuck, and then you I have mean, the, the voice Chuck. of Ernie over here going, we're not <laughs> we're not birds, we're a jug band. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> you all right, Chuck, they're a band. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Stanley Weasel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, boys. <laughs> He's so good. Oh, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, yeah, man. Go ahead. Like you said, yeah, the, the the plot moves on. They they want to get something nice for each other. They want to prove how much they love each other with something material. Because, like you said, they're living in hard times and they're trying to prove that that's not going to define them and their love. They're going to find something really nice. They feel the other person deserves it. And and the, there's the other thing. There's the other spirit of Christmas. It's the, it's giving, right? right? Neither one of them wants something for themselves. But they have to sacrifice something that belongs to the other because they want to get them something that they feel like they deserve. So right. there's a lot, you know, for, for a kid story. I mean, it's it's a lot of stuff. They both do something bad because they think it's something good. Right. And they both are betting everything they have on their own ability to win this. Yeah. So, you know, they, and, and they're wrong. <laughs> and they're wrong because Riverbottom is just so, so entertaining that you can't get rid of that away from them. Well, I mean, then you got the build up to that anyways, right? So the band is practicing their rear end off. I mean, even to the point to where Wally's like, oh, great, we're going to do it again. Are you ready? Are you ready? We're going to do it again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess. 
So they practice and they nail this song called Barbecue, which I'm sorry, I sing it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> but then they go to the actual nails. <laughs> Barbecue. You. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> that guy. So that's the thing. So they actually have the night of the talent show. And you know, it's your typical talent show that you expect where you got uh, a mama squirrel's got all of her baby squirrels up there doing some sort of acrobatic act, and they're terrible. I love that, I love that so much. So you got, you got the two like like rabbits that come out that are doing the dance number. I, I was fortunate in that my, my my daughter wandered through the room while while I was watching that part, and and it's just it's just genuinely enjoyable to watch oh, yeah. these silly little puppet acts that they do. But like, I love the fact that the squirrels are just like, they're all over the room walking on his hands. The other ones are just like, because, because it's, it's like no theater. They're like, yep. there's, they're the puppeteers in the back making a move. They're all wearing black. And they're just like little, little squirrel tails flipping around. And then after the, um, after the, the thing, you know, they go, they pan through the audience and there's just one squirrel. But, <laughs> it's so funny it's such a great joke because it's so real right i mean because if your kids up there doing something you're the one going <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> i you know it might be their kid it might be your kids but i always just thought it was because it was it was squirrel solidarity i, I always figured it was just a mom that's her Makes kids sense. uh how about the uh the the two-man horse <laughs> <laughs> So they got their costume together. You know, you got the person in the first half, the horse, and the person in the back half, and they got them sewn together in this outfit. But then they decide that, you know, men have to go to this dressing room and women have to go to this room, so they have to tear the outfit apart and go to the dressing rooms, and they get rushed on stage when it's time, and they never get their suit back together. <laughs> They're just spinning around. <laughs> it's like a, a horse ass and a horse face just let's, let's spin around obviously it's not looking for each other and then they go off the screen i remember he, the one the one falls down though and he can't get back up so he just scoots off with his feet uh, i mean the, just just it, the whole the whole emanator's jug band christmas shit movie it's just unbridled joy yeah <laughs> it's just so good yeah like and yeah there's a story there and, and there's some heartfelt songs <laughs> there's the there's a whole the, the river freezes over and they they go slide down the oh, river yeah. the, the frozen yeah. slide to the river and it's just them putting a stuffed animal on a slide and sliding down this little <laughs> thing and then sliding the puppet across the ice it's so much fun to well, watch because and, and the, because the walking real. the walking you know the puppeteering of their legs when they, i mean I can't tell you how many times we say, hey, they walk like Emmett Otter. <laughs> yeah, so, so, I mean, like, I don't know that it would be made today because yeah. there's so much uh, ability to polish things. Right, sure, yeah. That, that, like, all this stuff would just be seen as, what is this, something that goes on YouTube because your family put it together for, you know, a Christmas, a digital Christmas card or something? Right. But there was so much work put into this because it's all real. Yeah. And nobody was able to polish it on film. Yeah. They had to put it all, they had to film it all there. And which of yes. course the group the bloopers for this is hilarious. Yeah, they are they are fantastic. So if you get the DVD copy or whatever, there's where you can get those as well. Could you get those at Amazon? You watch those on there too? Or um I you know, it just shows the the feature, but I do okay. own the DVD. Yeah. Uh, it was just easier to pull it up, you know. Yeah. So, so I watched it on Amazon this morning. But yeah, there's a blooper reel for it. And yeah, yeah. that's the sad thing that's kind of lost from DVD culture going away is you used to get, in order to entice you to buy it, you get bloopers, you get deleted scenes, you get featurettes and stuff. 
And now there's really no reason to add all that on your digital purchase. Right. Yeah, I mean, there's so much about this that is so great. And it's so simple. And that's, that's the other part of it, too. I mean, this is not going to absolutely blow you away when you watch it. It's just, it's simple and delightful. Got a great message. And it's a lot of fun, like you were saying. It is, it is fun. <laughs> but, yeah, man, the jug band get ready to get on stage. Or actually, a guy goes up before him. And it's the, I can't remember the guy's name. <laughs> I don't but he remember either. He plays the same song on a banjo, and he totally does a kind of butchered version of the same song, Barbecue. And they're like, well, we can't do that. They think we're just copying him. Because yeah, he's he's like <laughs> got like a like a stuffed-up nose type of, of singing voice. <laughs> I always make barbecue, barbecue. And I'm sure it was it was somebody who already had a voice in there, and they wanted right. to make it different somehow. But it's it's hilarious, and he's up there. Oh, thank you. He's wearing a little suit, a little bow tie, like <laughs> yeah. like he got all gussied up for it. If it gets under your nails, barbecue. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't mean that you don't like throw food if you don't like rock and roll. <laughs> and, and then they're they're in the back here. Oh, if we go on and play now, they're gonna think we're copying. <laughs> <laughs> so they go outside and write a whole new song. In the matter of a few minutes, and come hey, in. You know, do... So you think they wrote it? I think it's just somebody's knew it. Maybe, like, maybe so. Okay. It's a song called Brothers, so it's basically talking about them. You know, junk band, junk band love. <laughs> you know and... there may be other. <laughs> Great song, and then, then you've got well, but before that. There, uh, and its mom comes out and sings, which. Name Alice. Yeah. Yeah. Great voice. I mean, great song. It's pretty. It's you know, it's very delightful. So you're thinking, okay, it's going to come down between those two, and one of them's going to win, right? And you're even yeah. pumped up for this. This is where I mean, because the curtains close after they do Brothers, and everybody's like, oh, that was the best for sure. And even the mom is back there. Yeah, it was fantastic. Then all of a sudden. <laughs> The, the the mayor of the town comes out, the bullfrog. He's like, oh, it's well... The, it's the fox. Oh, is it the fox? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah, the bullfrog owns the... He's one of the judges. Yeah, and he owns the, the restaurant down Tavern, there. Tavern, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, the fox said, normally that would be our last act, but these guys come a long way. And while he's introducing them, <laughs> in the back, they're shoving everybody like, hey, get out of the way, we gotta set up our stuff. And they and go they full... Full-fledged 70s rock show, man, with explosions and colored lights. <laughs> They're all wearing, like, like head-to-toe, like, polyester suits with stars. And, and it, I think I think Chuck's got a cape. Yeah, like, he's just like, like Elton Elvis John. Cape. Yeah, he's like Elton John from the 70s with the big glasses <laughs> and the big well, boots. he's playing the keyboard, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, it's awesome. And they rock the house, man. I yeah, mean, man, I love some of the lines. I I, I noticed. Uh, well, yeah, I always remember that the grass does not, not grow, grow on the places where we stop and stand. But there was one that I, I caught this time where he says, "We don't wish to learn, but we hate the things we <laughs> don't, we don't understand." understand. <laughs> it's like they're they're just these nihilists, like like rock and roll. <laughs> Badasses who who roll into the, the, the frog hollow, and yeah. 
<laughs> and what's not to love? Like, and everybody yeah. just goes crazy in the audience. Yeah. You know, there isn't like a, oh, well, yeah, they're outsiders. Everybody's just like, that was a great show. And they deserve <laughs> to win. <laughs> I mean, they rocked the house and the riffs like, gung, 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 gung. I mean, it's almost like Foxy Lady by Jimi Hendrix. Yeah, you know? Deep Purple or something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so they're just, I mean, they're tearing it up, man. And I love when. Uh, the snake is playing the guitar and he and he sings along with what he's playing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So needless to say, they get through rocking the house and they win the fifty bucks. Sorry, Emmett and Bunch and Alice. You were good, but just not good enough. <laughs> and it is it's only uh it's only the porcupine on the way home was like we should have won <laughs> because you know like i said he's the one that's saying what, what the audience is like wait you mean you mean they, they, yeah i mean they're all just walking home afterwards and then uh wally i think it's wally but he's got his kazoo out and he's just do 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 he's doing the song they did in the show and then alice comes to this great idea that they could combine both the songs that they did together and that's where the magic happens right so they're yeah. all standing outside they're not paying attention to anybody they're just realizing that both of these songs go together and they're singing and harmonizing together and then as soon as they're done there's a crowd outside they're all clapping and cheering and that's when the bullfrog says well turns out that all you really need was each other that's right that's right and because then he the offers judges a, talked and they they needed just a little something and then they offer him a job. <laughs> yeah, so they start playing at the tavern every night and making money together yeah. as a as a band. And they got mashed potatoes. <laughs> hey, his food's on the house. You know, it's not a bad game. Yeah. You have Bullfrog over there, like walking down the the. He's walking down the pier, like like we're yeah. talking about with the marionettes. You know, he's he's got to like got to bounce in his step. I was impressed with the fact that what happened, where were their strings? You know, like, yeah, I mean, you can't really see them. Uh, there's a few shots where you can, uh, yeah. but yeah, it was the same way. When I was watching the, the one back there, it was ice skating. Like you're talking about, I'm like, you know, you have to really, really try to see those strings. You know, it's yeah. almost like is something holding it from underneath possibly. Yeah. And well, and I think that the, uh, I think that the ice skater is that they've got like mm -hmm. a magnet, underneath that they're you know because he's kind of he's just kind of like a stationary like a statue yeah you know that that's that's skating around on one skate yeah but like in the same frame they, they're walking down the ice yeah and you know you can tell they're marionettes yeah but i never saw you those strings you don't, you don't see and them. now you just assume they they Take they screened them out, them out somehow yeah. but i don't think they had that yeah no that that you had to build backgrounds and stuff to wear you know invisible wires they called them back in the day right so, and there's certain shots where you can see them a little bit, like when they're walking past the store, when the, you know, the, the music store, yeah. when the band's in there, you can kind of see that. <laughs> that's an awesome scene too. The uh, River Nightmare band goes in the, in that music store. <laughs> oh, they didn't want these things to run. They made them square. <laughs> <laughs> they're in there just playing all the, the, oh, 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 the ferret that runs the stores is running around like, like, like the, the, the sky is falling because they're just in there like playing whatever they want. As loud as they want. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, Emmett and uh, and Al's are walking by outside. They look in. Well, those are hooligans. That's what they are. <laughs> Just hooligans. Uh, so yeah, that's that's pretty much it in a nutshell. I, to me, I 
it's just a standard. I mean, it's it, if I have to pick one thing that I'm going to watch in this season, it's going to be Emmett Otter, man. I got to watch it. In my in my living room in the holiday season, there are two things that are always there: the television playing Emmett Otter and the Christmas branch. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Becky and I talked about that too. Just go ahead and get a get a Christmas branch because Emmett's dad just couldn't bear cutting down a whole tree. And because I did that, that tree will live for another hundred years. It's good stuff, man. I mean, it's, yeah. it's good stuff. They, I, I guess you call the salt of the earth people in, yeah. in this, you know, like they're or salt of the earth animals because they're not, <laughs> but they were enclosed. They right. got houses, but they're still animals. Dude, that, that scene when Emmett gets up that next day and his mom's left him the note and he's walking through the house and he's got the little blue shirt on and he's got his, his suspenders on. I swear, man, that looks just like my grandfather, man. I mean, that's exactly what he wore. His hair was the same way because it was real short buzzed, but he had mm-hmm. a head full of hair. And every time I see that, I'm like, wow. I mean, that, that looks like Papa, you know? <laughs> I, I, and I like the fact that, you know, when they, when they, he puts down his note to say, you know, I'll explain about the wash tub later. And it's sitting right next to the note that she left for him right. to explain about the tool shed. But they're both so in the moment of what they're doing they don't yep. even see that the other person's left them a note. I mean, I guess he was, he put it down and hers was there. So she didn't get a chance to see his, but right. You get the, the feeling that she wouldn't have seen it either. Cause they're both locked into this course. Yep. They've convinced themselves that they've got to do this because it's for the greater good. And he goes outside with a piece of firewood to drive the nail into the wash tub because she's already hawked off the, the tool chest, you know? Yeah. So all these little things, man, uh, I'm I'm mesmerized by her rolling out the dough. When you watch Alice is rolling out the dough and just I'm like I'm going how how do they how do you put that together and make it work you know Yeah, I mean it's a little spastic looking, but again you, you yeah. know, it, it looks like she's doing it. Yeah, so it's just it's a lot of stuff, man. Anyways, if you're a fan of this, please let us know because it's by far my favorite Christmas program. Uh, I don't know if it's his, I don't know if it's Danny's favorite, but I know that it's one of his favorites for sure. I'm, I'm hard pressed to come up with one that I like more. I mean, I grew up maybe, maybe more with Emmett Otter. I grew up with a Christmas story. Um, yeah, sure. And, and like, I love Christmas story for the, for the sarcastic view of Christmas that it has. Cause that's, that's, that's my family, but we're, we're a sarcastic bunch and we don't, they were kind of a little irreverent. And and so a Christmas story was always something that, that that we enjoyed together because it was it was a poke at the commercialism and the and the fact of, of, of what the holidays become. But when it comes to just, you know, good feelings and, and, and good memories, Emmett Hodder is always a go-to. It's yeah. a fantastic movie. And and like I said, a couple of years back I was trying like crazy to get my kids to watch it with me. And it wasn't until they got a little older that I convinced them because it was just too, I guess, kiddie at the time. Well, it's either that. It's really hard. It's a hard sell because I think younger kids don't get it because it doesn't look like the stuff that they're into watching now. True. And and until they get in, and it's it's very, it's story heavy, right? I mean, even all the songs are tying into what's going on in the story. So you kind of have to have somebody that can stay with it and put it all together to come out the other side of it. And, you know, I was, I was surprised at by how fast moving it was though. You yeah. know, like when I re- we watched it today, it's kind of like, Oh, we're already here yeah. because the story is just kind of a one, two, three, yep. you know, 
you introduce the characters, you introduce the, the challenge, you get the idea of how they can overcome the challenge. Then you get to the talent show. That's it. Yeah. And it's, it's got some great segues too, man. I, I love when the band is practicing and they're doing the washboard and, and then it fades into the, the, the sewing machine that goes yeah. back to Alice. You know, you can hear the song playing and, and instead of it being the washboard, you're hearing the sewing machine and it goes into that part of the story. I'm like, man, that's, that's brilliant. I mean, that's it's really neat. Yeah. And there's one more musical number that, that we haven't touched on. And that's, that's the final one. Sure. Which I mean, I, I looked it up. Uh, this this viewing because I know it from Emmett Otter, but I, I assumed it was, you know, you know the hymnal. It sounds like something out of a brother, you know, where where it's, it's uh, right. But but it's a Paul Williams song. He Absolutely. wrote it. Absolutely, yeah. And it, I guess it's best known for John Denver doing it two years later with the Muppets. Uh, when the, when the yeah. river meets the sea. Yeah, <laughs> it's a fantastic song. Yeah, I mean it belongs in any book of hymnals, you know, in in any church anywhere. It's it's stupendous. And, you know, to, to, to point this out, you know, whatever your affiliation, I'm, I'm not casting aspersions, but there, there's not a lick of religion in it either. It's just a right. very, it's, it's a story about, you know, well, when the rhythm meets the sea, sounds like, you know, the journey of life to death to me or passing, yep. but it's just, well, it's Paul Williams. He writes yeah. fantastic songs. They're all, they're all catchy, but they're also deep. And it's a, it's a good number. You know, they, they do one more number together after they've, they've played at the, at the frog restaurant all night. And on the way home, they, they sing at home, you know, when the river meets the sea. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a tearjerker, man. It's good. Good stuff, man. Yeah. I, it's just, <laughs> again, I, I, I can't recommend it enough. I mean, to me, it's just, it's my go-to always will be. It pulls my heartstrings and it really takes me back, you know. This is just a staple, and I'm so glad that it's part of our family. And we even did a video. I just saw this the other day. In, in 2011, I had a nephew that was in the military, and we sent him a gift where we took a green screen, matter of fact, the one I've got behind me, and set it up, and we did scenes from our favorite movies and just did a Christmas you know, special for him interjecting ourselves into our favorite movies and that's all of our family that's you know me and my wife my daughter you know all of his mom his mom and dad and then the grandparents we all got in this thing and sure enough man you know becky and i are, are in emma daughter's jug band christmas man <laughs> and sierra <laughs> sierra and i are playing river bottom nightmare band you know we're up there with them it's playing guitars one. becky's out there ice skating behind Wendell and, and, and Emmett. So, you know, that's just, it's just a part of who we are. And, and I'm so grateful that I just grew up with it. Well, and, and you, yes, you can't, <laughs> you, you talk about it being, you know, like, like it's an old timey story, but then you got Riverbottom, right? Yeah, You've got right. these guys coming in, you know, the seventies rockers, they're over the top and, and, you know, there's a great sense of humor and it's just, you know, the art of puppetry. I mean, just this, they are puppeteering, the, puppeteering. The, the different kinds of, of things that the creators did to, to make it into a full fledged story, no matter where the characters had to be, it's all worthy. And if you haven't watched Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas, you know, just open your mind, go check it out. Absolutely. It's, it's a lot of fun. Yep. It's on Amazon prime. You can go check it out. You can buy it on DVD. It's just a, it's a keepsake. 
that's all I got, man. I just wanted to take the time to talk about it because I don't think enough people know about it. And, you know, again, it was on HBO all the time when I was a kid. I mean, this seemed like every, you know, November going into December, it was on about every other day. Yeah, yeah, it's just the, I guess the, 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 the timber has changed for what TV stations do for, you know, audiences. Now everything's on demand, so yeah. if you don't know about it, you're not going to just see it somewhere. Yep, but there you go. But it comes up, you know, it comes up and shows you, at least it does for me, that, that Amazon Prime's got it. So it must still have some kind of heft behind it. Or maybe yeah. they just know what I like. Yeah, and it's funny because I've I've seen some people recently that are friends of mine that have never seen it before and recently have checked it out and they're like this is fantastic i'm like yeah 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 this is this is why we do a show to talk about it so do yourself a favor if you have any christmas spirit at all if you like the muppets you gotta check this one out man you'll be wanting to try to buy a copy of it they've actually got christmas ornaments now that i want to get so bad <laughs> of the whole right. you got you got the jug band you've got you know, nightmare, the nightmare band. I want them. I want them. Anybody listening, you want to do me a favor? <laughs> Buy me some Emmett Otter Jug Band Christmas Christmas ornaments. <laughs> it, that sounds like a legit um, a request, and I think somebody's probably going to jump in on that one. Well, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> I don't know. They're kind of pricey. <laughs> yep. I Make it part of your regular holiday routine absolutely check it out all right folks that's all i got you got anything else man no no um thanks for listening and uh, i hope you check it out and enjoy it Uh, otherwise just realize that that's the kind of stuff we like so you might put that in your scales when you're balancing whether or not to listen to the next one (laughs) all right folks have yourselves a fantastic holiday season and we will see you next year that's right enjoy Adiós.